He said, to the extent I desire to move through you, you must allow me to cut on you. The Leader's Cut. What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Leader's Cut. We are back with my best friend on planet Earth who's rested back from his sabbatical in Aussie land. I've missed you. I missed you too. But now I am with you. That's right. And we're going to talk about something that uh, I don't know that we necessarily enjoy talking about, but we do enjoy helping people. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to talk about wilderness seasons today because we've been through a few. Yep. And uh, the Lord's been gracious to teach us uh, a good amount of stuff as we've gone through those things. So I thought it would be good just to kind of start off, what what's a kind of one of the worst wilderness seasons you've had to endure? Um, it is you were with me through the whole thing, but my transition from the Potter's House was rough. That was a very disorienting season for me in a lot of ways because um, I had been there thirteen and a half years from California, and the season literally came to an end, like the brook dried up, right? And as a result, um, I just could not, for the life of me, think of what would be on the other side of that season. And I think that's what makes the wilderness season so disorienting for Mm. so many people is that, okay, I'm, I'm leaving a place that's very, very familiar. And whether it was a good place or a bad place, at least it was a place that I know. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's better than this place that is so unfamiliar that I have zero context to it. Um, and then not knowing what the other side was going to look like. Um, and even though it was only four or five months, it felt like years. Yeah. yeah. That's it, how you know it's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's like 10x the length of time. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's like, it's like, you know, th- th- this, this heat wave that's been going on, you can stand outside for three minutes and it can feel like an hour. Yeah. Right. It's like when something is uncomfortable, it seems to feel longer <laughs> than when things are enjoyable. That's just how it goes. How, if you try to define a wilderness season, how would you define a wilderness season? What is it? Based on what I've read in scripture prayers and what I've experienced is the wilderness is where you go to get your palate cleansed. That's the way I describe it. When we're going to start there. <laughs> no, honestly, we're, like we're having sorbet to cleanse the palate. Oh, okay. So, so, so the children of Israel are in bondage to Egypt. They're in the wilderness, which should have been only you know, maybe a week and a half turns into 40 years. But what is the wilderness really about? It's about a palate cleanse from garlic, leeks, and onions. So that when you get to the promised land, you can taste how good the milk and honey actually is. (laughs) And that's what a good chef does, right? After you've eaten you know, this fatty tissue from your steak and you've had your vegetables that might be acidic and, you know, you've had your starch or whatever, whether it's like some home fries or mashed potatoes, they want you to enjoy the dessert as much as you did the main course. And that's why they bring the sorbet. The sorbet is not dessert. It's literally to refresh your palate so that when you eat the dessert, it doesn't kind of taste like milk and honey will <laughs> never taste as good in your mouth when you still have Egypt up in it. Point blank period. Garlics, leeks, and onions Shh. don't mix with milk and honey. <laughs> they don't even go in the same dish. So why do you think we resent wilderness seasons then? If it's a divine palate cleansing, why do, why do so many people hate the wilderness? Because it's, not comfortable. And at, a, at our very base nature, we want to seek pleasure and avoid pain. I mean, that's caveman, right? <laughs> you know, like seek pleasure, avoid pain. It is 118 degrees outside. Where's the AC, right? Um, walking makes my feet hurt. Where's the segue, 
right? Like we're looking for, I mean, able-bodied people <laughs> take segue. I mean, think of how many in the metropolitan areas they got those little scooters, the scooters and yep. the little bikes that you yeah, just everywhere get on every street corner littered. They're just right. littered everywhere because they don't, nobody wants to walk. Right. So we're always seeking out convenient and there's no way around the wilderness. And so we've two things, the way it feels and the way we've articulated it keeps us away from it. Mm. We talk about it like it's the worst thing of all right. time. Right? <laughs> right. That's the way the narrative is, but we don't see that with Jesus. Yeah. He's led literally by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted. Jesus's uh, foray into the wilderness is a quality assurance check <laughs> for the baptism he just received in Matthew chapter number three. That's literally what you're, it is. You're an idiot. No. <laughs> tonight, I can tell you're an idiot. Tonight, you're just on it. It's okay. Go ahead. I'm enjoying it. I'm rested. I don't, I, know, what are. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. But, but literally, it's a, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. What's the temptation? If you are the son of God. Mm. The wilderness is a quality assurance check. So if it's not a palate cleanser, then it's a quality assurance check. <laughs> Before you go into whatever assignment that God is telling you to step into, the, the wilderness tests you to ensure that your assignment won't be compromised by something hidden in you that mm. will never come out unless you were in an environment where it could be poked at. And so the quality assurance check for Jesus was, are you going to do everything your dad tells you to for his approval or because you already have it? This is my son and whom I am well pleased comes before any miracle Jesus ever does. Why? Pun intended, he's literally wet behind the ears in ministry when he hears <laughs> this from his dad. Like, literally. He's literally wet behind the ears in ministry, right? He's done nothing. <laughs> if you keep it this face, we're going to have to turn the camera off for a couple of minutes, because, and I'm going to need some time alone. <laughs> you, I see the, the trajectory of this. This is not going to end well. I'm just saying <laughs> it's not going to end well. Not gonna end well, bro. I, too well, too well is what I'm saying. I'm too well. Like with this, this, this trajectory is like a, a SpaceX trip, bro. This is not okay. I see where it's heading. You are too rested. You, you're not allowed to go out for four weeks ever again. This oh my is, stomach, dude. Dude, that's what? hilarious. That's so, so. So he gets into the he gets into this wilderness experience. He's tempted. And those temptations, if he can pass these tests, there is nothing that happens through the rest of his three and a half year ministry that's going to be able to take him out. Yeah. Right? Which is why, let's take one example in his ministry. They want to crown him. What does he do? He slips away. Mm -hmm. Why was it so easy for him to do that? He already passed that test with Satan. <laughs> Satan wanted to give him the world. They just wanted to give him a crown. And he was like, Deuces, right? But why, do you, why can you slip away from that? I felt that at its strongest. I can deal with this at 55%. I, 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 Good I, I felt the temptation of cheating on my wife at its strongest. I, this DM ain't going to bother me. Right? You, you have to. You are bringing in a measure of conviction for anybody who, who's been pissed about the wilderness because what, you, what I'm hearing you say is this is an essential place of preparation. I promise you it is. If you skip it. And it's going to make what comes after easier. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. At 55%. Yeah. If I just go through a hard wilderness that's season, exactly right. I just come out. It's, it's half of what that's it was. That's exactly right. At its hardest. That's exactly right. Well, that, that's, Prez, this is one of the reasons why when we talk, there's so much conviction behind it because we don't talk from a place of theory. I paid full we price for what I'm talking right. about. Like, I don't, yeah. <laughs> right? You can agree or not agree. That's, right. that's for you to be able to do. But, but I, I know how much this revelation costs. I paid full price for it. <laughs> I promise you, it did not go, to, go on sale for me. So that, that is what I know. I've been in the wilderness where my palate needs to be cleansed. And I've been in the wilderness where, Tim, you're going to have to, until you pass this test, I can't trust you over here. Because if I put you over here and you haven't passed this test, 
set your watch. Yep. You're going to play yourself and you're going to fall. So you, you, have to, you have to go through it. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Um, uh, Simon the Sorcerer. He wants to buy mm-hmm. <laughs> what the disciples played full. Tell me the number. Price I'll write a check right now. For, I want what you have, mm-hmm. but I don't want to do what you did. Right. Doesn't work that way in this kingdom. And them dudes chunked him the deuces. I mean, it's a sad narrative. I think it's coming, uh, well, based on the narrative and the way Peter responds to him, it, it couldn't have come from a pure place, but you, you can't get something that you haven't paid full price for. It's just not going to happen. So that's my, the wilderness is absolutely important. It is, it is mandatory for any believer to go through the wilderness. If, if the Old Testament is a type and shadow of what the New Testament is reality of, if the Old Testament is the New Testament concealed and the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed, then Jesus's trip through the wilderness is mandatory. Because if he did it, what makes us think we ain't going to do it? Mm-hmm. Led by the Spirit. Led by the Spirit. This ain't the enemy. The enemy's not involved mm-hmm. in this. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times I've, I've misdiagnosed the Holy Spirit as the enemy, only to hear him say, I'm so sorry. This is me. <laughs> Not every headwind you can't re- is from the devil. <laughs> you can't rebuke this one. This is me. I'm trying to get some stuff out of you. And I can only get it out of you here. You don't get it out at the, on the mountaintop. You don't even get it out in a valley. You get it out in the wilderness. Yeah. I, I've talked at length about one of probably my worst wilderness season, the season of fear mm-hmm. over two years mm-hmm. where you were the first one to kind of walk me out of that very dark place. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I won't talk about that wilderness season. There was another one when I was younger um, in ministry. I think I've been in ministry about three, three or four years, youth pastor at Gateway. And it was at my, my most unhealthy. Mm arrogance through the roof, mm-hmm. insecurity off the charts, mm-hmm. um, toxic heart, mm-hmm. just toxic. Mm-hmm. I've said it before. It's not a surprise. I hated Robert at the time. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, you know, yeah. there's a lot of orphan <laughs> stuff going on in me at the yeah. time. It was, it was ugly. Yeah. But, but as ugly as it was, the arrogance was worse than anything else. Mm. And, but I didn't see it. Right. You know, we don't see yeah, it. No, not, yeah, exactly. And so he, he literally walked me into a wilderness for nine months where he didn't say a word. Mm. Did not say a word. Mm. I'm preaching the whole time. Mm-hmm. After and 30 not days. hearing nothing. <laughs> here's how bad it was. After 30 days, I remember sitting with a friend at P.F. Chang's in Grapevine, Texas. And I said, if this goes another 30 days, I'm quitting. I was only 30 days in. Didn't know I had another eight months left. <laughs> Timmy. Yep. I mean, I, I, it was that bad. Yeah. It, yep. it was the most eerie and hollow and miserable mm-hmm. season in our relationship, me and the Lord. And so it, it, I don't need to get into all the details, but it ended with the best job offer I've ever received uh, at one of the most famous churches in America. Yep. Remember all that? Yep. And the Lord was like, what do you want to do? Wow. And I said, well, if you're giving me a, a choice, I think I'm going to stay at Gateway. And the Lord goes, this is a f- Timmy. Now, remember, nine months I haven't heard his voice yep. out of nowhere. I'm yep. saying, Lord, I need you to tell me what to do. Yep. The first time he says a word is in that suite overlooking downtown city. And he goes, what do you want to do? First words I've heard in nine months. Wow. And I said, well, if you're going to give me the choice, I'm going to stay at Gateway. And the Lord goes, so let me get this straight. Just like that. Wry, a little sarcastic. Let me get this straight. You've been telling me for the last two years <laughs> that you cannot stand Robert Morris. <laughs> you hate your job. You hate that place. Uh-huh. And I put what all your friends are telling you is the number one job opportunity in America for someone in your shoes. And you're telling me you're going to stay where you're miserable? And I said, well, I don't, I don't really think about it like that. But I guess, Timmy, he brought the heavy heat. 
then shut your mouth. I mean, it was discipline at the highest Absolutely. level. Takes me to three passages about pride. Yep. Shows it in my heart. Yep. Literally takes me out at the kneecap. Yep. But I probably learned more through that nine month wilderness season about one of the reasons God sends us into the wilderness is when we are not where we think we are. Mm. He must take us where we don't want to go. Mm-hmm. When I think I'm in a great place, yep. sometimes the only way to show me where I'm actually at is the wilderness. Yep. Just ask the earth. COVID was the wilderness. Mm-hmm. Everyone running around going, I'm doing amazing. Everything's great. Yeah. COVID hits and the church just starts eating one another. Yeah, 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 you're right. But the wilderness shows us where, yes. we're, where we actually yes. are. I yes. think that's one of the reasons we hate the wilderness. Wow. It's because we, we, we can fake it. Yes, we can. Anywhere else, yeah, but absolutely. in the wilderness, oh, yeah. everything is exposed. It is. It absolutely everything is. Everything is exposed it before is. the Lord it is. in the wilderness. It is. There's nowhere to hide. That's right. That's exactly right. And I learned it's the wilderness is always, I think sometimes we look at it as discipline. I don't anymore look at the wilderness as discipline, mm. to your point, mm-hmm. because it's the place of preparation. It is preparation. Timmy, that's not a spanking. No, it's not. The Holy Spirit wasn't spanking the son. No, he wasn't. By taking him out into the wilderness no, for wasn't. 40 days. No, he wasn't. It was actually, yeah. the, yes, the quality assurance check, but it was also the necessary precursor yes, sir. to walking out by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's right. And kicking off the, the best three-year ministerial run the earth will ever know. Ever. But all that was kicked off in the wilderness. That's exactly right. That's exactly How right. How can that be discipline? No, it's not discipline. It is preparation. So I think part of what really I want to do in this country, reframe how we see the wilderness. Absolutely. Why would you despise something that God is giggling about? That, that's exactly right. He's not giggling about our pain. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he most certainly yeah. was giggling about, finally, we're getting this out. Preston, yeah, 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 this, yeah. This, if I let you go into Canaan with yep. this in your heart, Preston, yep. absolutely, you wouldn't last three weeks. That's exactly right. That's I need exactly you there right. for thirty yeah, years, yeah, exactly son. Exactly right. That's exactly right. So I'm going to leave you in here for nine months yep. until we get this all right. out of your system. That's right. It's mandatory. It's not a. It's not. I don't think it's a. Some people go in. Some people don't. It's a rite of passage. It's great. Just don't. I don't. You don't. We should wear like a badge. <laughs> we should wear the wilderness like a badge. I'm not kidding. No, I, absolutely. We should. I, I, I went through the wilderness and I got this t-shirt. Like, you know what I mean? Like whatever it is, like I, it, it's a rite of passage. It's, it should be an honor. Absolutely. Now you could probably only think about it in hindsight because, you know, going through it, nobody, yeah, nobody nobody's, woo-woo. yeah, yeah. Nobody's happy about boot camp. Yeah. But when you come out a soldier, you wouldn't trade that experience for the world. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like um, I'm very interested in what you said in terms of like to not hear God's voice in nine months still preach and not lose your salvation. Right? It, it, it just sounds like not that big of a deal. It's the hardest thing I've ever been through. Bruh. The hardest thing I've ever been through. And Timmy, I think part of it, I, of course, hindsight is one of the best teachers. Yep. And so when we look back at the wilderness, you can clearly see what the Lord was trying to teach me. For sure. Always hindsight. Because Absolutely. I was the kid before that who walked on the stage that one time and said, oh, I got this. Yep. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit goes, <laughs> right. okay. Yeah. Well, since you've got this on lockdown, yeah. I'll take off. Yep. And, and I literally felt his presence leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was that kid. Yeah. So I needed to go through a season for nine months where I didn't hear him one time. Yeah. And you just got to preach off the gift. Yeah. There was no anointing. Yep. On me at that time. Yep. But what it did, it caused me to value his voice. Yep. To me, when he goes silent, it makes you appreciate when he's not. I agree. I absolutely agree. And I think that's part of yep. the, the between garlic and leeks and milk and honey. Yeah, I, my palate's got to be cleansed. But I also need to go through a heightened season mm-hmm. to prepare me to appreciate mm-hmm. all the promises I'm about to step into. That's right. And so I, I think 
if we don't see the wilderness differently, we're number one, I think we'll waste our time in it. Yep. So to your point, like the children of Israel, yep. it's going to take longer than it should. Yep. Yeah. There's no egg timer. Nope. It's nope. How many times do I want to go around that mountain? Right. Go in circles. Absolutely. Yep. I can go once or I can yep. go 12. Right. Press in which one? <laughs> exactly. We can get out of here in yeah. one, yeah. one month. Yeah. We can get out of here in 12. Yeah, exactly right. That's right. Um, but also, I don't know that we'll actually lay on the surgeon's table if deep down we resent the wilderness as though it were some kind of curse. Yep. I agree. And it's excruciating and it's hard and, and yeah, we're, we don't love it when we're in it. But have you ever been through a wilderness season that didn't produce something miraculous on the I other side you, to me? I can't. Nope. No, it, it's not. It's incongruent with wilderness seasons as we know them in the Bible, right? Like the other side of the wilderness was the promised land and the, for, for children of Israel, the other side of the wilderness for, for Elijah was getting taken up in a whirlwind, right? And some chariots coming before him, right? The, the other side of the wilderness for Jesus, to your point, is the greatest earthly ministry. We're still talking about it 2,000 plus years later. So hindsight is going to always be 2020. Here, but I'm still stuck on your 30 days saying, because obviously I see everything, right? So I'm watching you at 30 days in going, I, I won't be able to take this for another 30, right? And you had another eight months ahead of you. So I'm always amazed by people's wilderness narrative, including my own. I don't know if there's ever been somebody in the wilderness outside of Jesus that I know personally, that I've talked to, that hasn't said, I can't take this no more. Mm -hmm. I, which lets me know that the wilderness is also designed to show you how much you're going. you can actually take, how much you can actually endure, how strong you actually are. You don't know that until you're tested. You're tested. You don't know where your limitations are. You don't know where your thresholds are. <sighs> The wilderness finds those out. And I think that if we're, if we, if we would embrace the process as opposed to being too reluctant for it, the thing that you know at the end of the day is you. That's one of the things that the wilderness yeah. design. At the end of your nine months, you were aware of pride and arrogance. Have you had to take that test again? No. Can you thank see God. that joker coming? Oh, buddy. <laughs> Not only, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Can't you also see it on anybody else? <laughs> when he makes you confront you, one of the badges you get is get to see it on anybody else. The, the struggle I had with lust you have to beat that thing out of it. I can see that thing a mile away. A mile away. Male, female, dog in heat. I can see it a mile away. And as a result, it helps to protect me. And I know how to. It's great. Watch out. Goodness. That's not it. That person there. So, so you, you don't. You, 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 you will lack tools circumventing. The wilderness. Tools you need to know about yourself and others will be lost if you don't go through this process. And that's what I hope people get from this, this conversation is I, I, I'm, not, I'm not hoping that people watch this pod and go, I can't wait for my wilderness season. Right. Nah, fam, right. don't volunteer. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm telling you right now, I ain't volunteering for no wilderness experiences Facts. at all. But if the Holy Spirit leads me, I'm not going to make it difficult. I won't be Jonah. I just won't. <laughs> you know what I mean? If this is where you're telling me to go, even if I don't want to go, I am going because you're smarter than me. This looks painful. That looks long. It looks hot over there. But if you say so, I'll go. A young guy that I 
a mentor years ago when I told him about the story of my nine months and the 30 days. He goes, why didn't you quit after another 30 days mm. if it was that bad? Mm-hmm. And I said, it was worse right. than I'm making it sound. Yeah. He said, but then why, why didn't you quit? You went seven more months after a second 30-day period. And I said, well, the answer is really simple, but very expensive. Because he didn't tell me I could go. He didn't tell me I could leave. As hard as it was to preach without his voice, Timmy, I was standing right where he wanted me to be. He was teaching me things over nine months that I would need for the next 50 years of my life. And you don't leave the wilderness until he says time's up. That's it. Lessons learned. And I don't mean literal time, like, oh, we reached the cock. No, but... There it is, Preston. That's what I wanted to see. I wanted to see the weeping. Because Timmy, he shows it to you. It's a mirror. Some, I, I think he takes us out wow. into the wilderness alone because he's going to show us something in us in a mirror we don't want everybody else oh, to yeah, see. For sure. Oh, absolutely correct. It's, they were singing, but they didn't. It, yeah, yeah. It, it's <laughs> gracious that he takes us out. Yeah. Because <laughs> Timmy, I lost it. That's cassette. I mean, I. It, <laughs> yeah because you see it's disgusting yep and and the perfect place to drop off your garbage is in the middle of the wilderness Mm -hmm. it is so far away from the anybody buddy including your lot line that's right in the land of the promise that's really good i don't want my garbage anywhere near Mm-mm. where my grandbabies are yeah. going to grow up. Hey. So take me out where no one can find me. That's exactly right. That's exactly And take right. it out of me. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Because if you let me go into that land of the promise, yep. there's a chance I may get some of that on, on my babies. Yeah, absolutely. And my grandbabies. Yep. Yeah, we ain't trying to hear all that. So keep me out here yep. until you get it out. Yeah, 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 for sure. All right, so, dude, um, Based on what you just said, you went through that nine months because he didn't tell you anything different from the last thing you heard. Facts. Okay. So Jesus hears, this is my son in whom I am well pleased, goes through the wilderness, starts his earthly ministry. Now it's on the cross. Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. My God, my God, why have you, you forsaken me? Crickets. He doesn't respond on his most agonizing day. Why? He hasn't changed. He already said it. His statement from when he was in the water with his cousin John. I have nothing to add to what I said when you got out of the water. You're my son in whom I am well pleased. Right now. <laughs> I'm not ignoring you. I just have nothing to add to what I told you then. That's the. That's when you know you have an anchor that can't be pulled up. That's when you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That's when you know you're tethered. Mm. You know why them people died in that submarine? Because they weren't tethered. It's a horrible loss of life story, right? A a real extravagant loss of life story, right? But they weren't tethered to anything. Mm. And when you're not tethered, you will disappear. So I can't tell you how many people, I haven't heard the voice of God in nine months. You know what? God's not real. Right. I can't say I'm an atheist. I still believe in something, but I'm an agnostic. I I used to be a youth pastor. But I don't hear God's voice like everybody be talking about. And Robert been teaching on hearing the voice of God. I ain't heard nothing. So, and I've been in his presence. I don't know what to tell you. And I worked in ministry. Uh, You're not tethered. Mm. Because if you're tethered, daddy ain't got to talk for a long time. Matt, 
Rosenberg says something to me that just bless my little Gentile soul. <laughs> he said, you know, I'm tired of you. <laughs> he said, I'm tired of like Gentiles, like church preachers always saying that between Malachi and Matthew, there was silence, the intertestamental period, right? 400 years of silence. He was like, God wasn't silent. We were, we were in the synagogue every Sabbath repeating the words of the prophets. He wasn't saying anything new, mm -hmm. but we were reading the last thing he said until he had something 400 <laughs> years. He wasn't silent. What do you do when you don't hear him? Repeat the last thing he said until he speaks again. But we got so many people running around addicted to a new word that I think it would just be best if we'd all get on the same page and go, you know what? Any word is good. Old, new, yesterday, today, tomorrow. Any word you speak. Again, something you learn when you go nine months and you don't hear one word. Timmy, that's exactly what... I ain't fooling with you, Preston. Go ahead. D finish what you whatever you're going to say because I don't have anything to add to this right now. What are you doing right but now? But I feel the enemy tries to get us all focused on. Remember his play in the garden. Did God really say? Right. He has a thing for God's voice. He d oh, he, does he, he not? He has a thing yeah. about God's word yeah. and words. Absolutely. And so he gets us all running around yep. going, oh, I need a new word. Yeah. I'm believing for a new word. And, yeah. and I'm not saying any of that's bad. But to your point, Jesus was so confident and so received yeah. that first word. Yep. This is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Yeah. That even with his last breath, yep. he didn't move off the line. No. No, he did not. Bro, that, that, that ministers to me because um, our, our relationship with the Bible and <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. The rotation. If it got old, we would have put it down already. Right. When I preached here about Elijah, I've been preaching Elijah I think the first, the first five years of ministry, I preached Elijah more than I preached anybody else in the entire Bible, including Jesus, right? <laughs> How do you even do that, right? But that's the person I latched onto. Here it is 27 and a half years later. I've never, I've never come close to getting the revelation out of 1 Kings 19 that I just got. Mm. Like there's more for him to say and it's actually hubris. I have to use that word above pride. It is actually hubris to assume you know what that verse means. You're talking about a way to get cut off from something new he wants to say mm -hmm. from something old you think you know. Just walk into the text thinking, I know what that says. I know God hasn't given a spirit of fear. Well, that passive little Ooh. flippant, yeah, 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 I know. It's probably why you're scared. Because you don't even respect the verse no more. <laughs> I, that Dude, that's sobering to me. I never want to be in a place where I'm like, yeah, I know that verse. But God, so love the world. I don't want what is seemingly familiar to lose it's potency. Mm. These words bring life, which is why he's never added to it since it's been done. Because it's enough. It's th the words are alive mm -hmm. and they have more meaning than we could ever know in a lifetime. So to the thought of like, dismissively yeah i know that verse but I, I, i'm 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 seeking the lord for something new 
fresh. Okay, that's a dangerous thing to do because that's where some people wind up making up stuff. My, my mom used to say, if it's new, it ain't true. Mm-hmm. And if it's true, it ain't new. There's nothing new under the sun. So let's, let's pivot and let's love on our family who's in the wilderness right now. Mm-hmm. And I think a great way to do that would be to throw out a few ideas as to what should I be doing in this wilderness? Yep. Because if there's not a set time, yep. then it means there's specific things God wants to accomplish in this wilderness. Good. That's so good. What, what should I be doing in this wilderness? Yeah. Let's talk about that. Um, the first thing I would say is praying. And prayer is way more about what it's doing in you than it is about anything or anyone else. Um, my conversations with God in the wilderness are the rawest, mm. most personal, detailed, <laughs> frustrating prayers I've ever prayed. Um, I found out how unpetty God was mm. in the wilderness season. And I had way more empathy for the children of Israel after going through my wilderness season. You read through Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, and you're like, these people complain too much. Then you go through your wilderness season and you're like, you know what? <laughs> I just need to hush because <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm doing all the complaining. The, rear, the, the, the realest, rawest, like feelings on top of my skin. And I, and I have a command of the English language. I know, I want you to know how I'm feeling right now. And whether he responds or not, I just got to hear myself talking to my dad, my creator. Mm -hmm. And, and I said pray, but some of these were complaints, honestly, low key. They weren't even real prayers. It was, I was just complaining, but I was complaining to him. Yeah. And he let me, he listened, he listens. He doesn't shut me off. And come back to me when you got something good to say. He's there for all of it. And it is, it did something for me to be able to talk to him like that. Yeah. Yeah. The last time I taught on prayer, somebody DM'd me and said, Preston, I feel like you're saying we should complain to God. And mm -hmm. I feel like that's, that's not biblical. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, I appreciate your perspective, but here's what I would say in response. Do you complain to your friends? <laughs> See, she was thinking about complaining to God. And I get that. Yeah. But I'm thinking about complaining to my friend. You're thinking about complaining to your friend. And I get, we have to be careful. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, you know, yeah. we're not yeah. trying to stab him, no. <laughs> shoot bullets at him with our complaints. <laughs> no. But I've got to, I complain to you. Absolutely. You complain to me. Absolutely. It's, it's part of what friends do. That's exactly and right. And what is a complaint? Yeah. I'm bothered by this and I can't carry this by myself. That's exactly will right. You, That's will you right. carry it with me? I need you to uh, be, with, yeah, exactly. Will you, containment yeah. from yeah. the creator of the universe. <laughs> Are you kidding me right now? It's, it's, there's nothing like it. Yeah. It's what David had. That's why the Psalms have that we resonate with the Psalms because he speaks for all of us because he's speaking the language of frustration and consternation and contemplation um, prior to any revelation or illumination. And that, that, that is where he wants us. He actually wants us there. Yeah. 
he 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 wants the superficiality to go away. Yeah. And and he wants the conversation. He doesn't want the trite rote. Right. You know what I mean? Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord. That's the starter kit, mm-hmm. right? You don't have a friend yet. You 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 know the, the, that's a stranger in the sky that you don't know. It's hard to be intimate with my wife with a winter coat on. And then there's that. And I, exactly but that's right. what we do. That's exactly oh, oh, absolutely we, we, right. You know, and yeah. so, and that's, we call it whole, I'm not complaining. No, right, no, right, right. You are actually concealing yeah, some yeah. things. Absolutely. That are eating you alive. Yeah. And that's why you have a root of bitterness. Yep. Because you, you're just not talking to him about yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. How many times have we complained, given a complaint to the Lord? And then you walk away. It, it's like the Psalms to yep. your point. Yeah. By the time David's done, he's like, yeah. you know, he starts off complaining. By the end, he's like, you know what? Yeah. You're amazing. And he's just talking about his best friend. Yeah. Crucifixion is not complete with clothes on. <laughs> I've never said that in my life. But Jesus says we must crucify ourselves. We must crucify our flesh. Paul reminds us of this. And I'm just reminded right now that crucifixion is not complete with clothes on. Unless there is nakedness. This is, this is, this is a, a call all the way back to Genesis 2. Get naked. L- lay this yourself. This was my original intent. My original intent was for you to stand before me the way I created you. I created you. Mm. naked bro I want to see you as I created you we don't want to see ourselves like that yeah right we're like I got that here and a roll here and right. I'm not I don't I need to get back in the gym or I need to lose some weight or, and he's just like I need to see you the way I created you I'm trying to get back to Genesis too. That means vulnerability. That means naked and not ashamed. I don't want to be walking around with a piece of fruit in my hand, thinking to myself, I need to cover up because I don't want them to see me. (laughs) So vulnerability and nakedness That's what he's trying to get us to emotionally, spiritually is this place where it's like, there you are. Right. And again, Prez, and you you doing that makes me do that. So stop doing that. He calls you all the way, away from everybody. He's not even telling you to get naked in front of everybody. He's not trying to embarrass you. He's not trying to embarrass you. He's literally going, come away with me. Come away with me. I'm getting lost back here. I don't see anybody. He was like, I know. I want to see you. They don't need to see you the way I want to see you right now. While you were talking, I I just asked the Lord, when do you feel most distant from me? And what got me going was real time. I just felt him say, when you hide things from me. Mm. And, the, and just this wave of, I just don't want to hide anything from you. Then. Yeah, dude. I just don't want to hide anything from you. Yep. It's not pretty. No. Nope. It, does, it doesn't have to be. No, it doesn't. Absolutely not. You made me the way you made me. Yeah. But I don't want to, I don't ever want you to feel distant from yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And if hiding things from you makes you feel distant from me, I don't want to hide yep. a thing. Yep. But that we walk with a God like that, Tim. I mean, he should be the one that says, what? Yeah. That's disgusting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And That's he- repulsive. <laughs> and not, a, not only does he not, yep. he takes me months away from everybody else. Yep. And shows me the darkness lurking in my soul. Yep. All right, so... 
I got to read something. And if you think I'm off on this, just say so, because maybe I am. But this is the way I see it. So Joshua 6. Uh, Joshua 7, excuse me. Uh, you know, Joshua 6, Jericho, 7, Aiken. AI and Aiken, right? This has messed me up, bro, in a way I cannot even articulate. Because the last thing Aiken did was not steal from God. The very last thing Aiken did was glorify God. So Joshua 7, I'll, I'll spare all the stuff. Aiken stole some stuff, okay? They bring, the, the Old Testament did this a lot and it always just scares me when they bring all of Israel out <laughs> and then break them down by tribes. Who was it? Who was it? And then break them We're down by clans. Did we find the one? Oh my God. Everybody got to watch this. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's got to be, it's got to be debilitating for Aiken because he knows it's him. Right, so you're watching this whole thing go down, and you know it's going to be you at the end of the day, right? So they get to Achan. Then Joshua said to Achan, my son, give glory to the Lord, the God of Israel, by telling the truth. Make your confession and tell me what you've done. Don't hide it from me. Achan replied, it is true. I have sinned against the Lord, the God of Israel. Among the plunder, I saw a beautiful robe from Babylon, 200 silver coins, and a bar of gold weighing more than a pound. I wanted them so much that I took them. They are hidden in the ground beneath my tent. I love this. With the silver buried deeper than the rest, because that's what he had the most connection to. Whatever's at the bottom is what you love the most. Oof. So Joshua sent some men to make a search. This dude is not lying, bro. This is what I love about this whole thing. They ran to the tent and found the stolen goods hidden there, just as Achan had said, with the silver buried beneath the rest. They took the things from the tent and brought them to Joshua and all the Israelites then they laid them on the ground in the presence of the Lord. Then Joshua and all the Israelites took Achan, the silver, the robe, the bar of gold, his sons, daughters, cattle, donkeys, sheep, goats, tents, and everything he had. And they brought them to the valley of Achor. Then Joshua said to Achan, why have you brought trouble on us? The Lord will now bring trouble on you. All of it. And then all of the Israelites stoned Achan and his family and burned their bodies. We think the last thing he did was sin. The last thing he did was glorify God. The consequence didn't change. Mm -hmm. But Achan went out glorifying God by telling the truth. He stopped hiding. And that's all he wants us to do in the wilderness. He hides you from everybody else so you can be exposed to him. He doesn't want you to be exposed to everybody else. Right. You know what happens when you skip the, the wilderness? You wind up butt naked in front of everybody. When he only wanted you butt naked in front of him. <laughs> I've never thought about the fact. Number one, I've never put two and two together. Glorify God by. And then he, without hesitation. He told so the I've, truth. I've all, I, 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 most of us just think, oh, he confessed. Yeah. I mean, he, he got caught. And so... He, he said he did it. And he actually glorified God. Glorified God. And so God. think about it. If, if to be absent from the body is to be present with him, what was the next thing Achan saw? Don't do, that's the part that when I don't he opened his eyes. 
and I might be off, but I mean, the picture I get is the biggest smile. Come give me a hug. And some little boy going, Aiken, why'd you do it? Because he said, glorify God. I knew I was wrong. Even if it cost me my life. He told the truth. I didn't want to hide it anymore. In detail. He, confession, confession would have just been, I did it. The details, that shows the posture of his it heart. Absolutely does. When if, you can talk it, about it in detail. If you're merely, if you're merely just, he was cornered. That's why he told, if anybody sees the text that way, my retort to them would be, confession is merely saying, yes, I did it. Details is the posture of heart. That shows remorse. That shows contrition. Here is what I did. Here's what I sinned against the Lord. The self-awareness, you know you sinned? Well, guess who doesn't judge you for your sins when you know you have? So that thing right there. He wants us to be vulnerable with him. He wants us to be. He wants us to be naked before him. Abide is an intimate word. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very. <laughs> Genesis it's 2 is an intimate. intimate picture. Uh-huh. Then we get to the New Testament. Jesus just going on a run in John. Talking about the cry of God's heart. To abide in us and that we would abide in him. Mm -hmm. I think something else God designed the wilderness to do for us. The wilderness is a place where he kills our crutches. Mm. When I look back on the wilderness seasons I've, I've navigated with the Lord, I went into them leaning on something. I came out leaning on him. It's good. Because his goal, whether it's money. So to your point, Aiken says the silver's down at the bottom. That's right. I mean, that, that, That's right. that was the root of my problem. That's exactly right. right. There. Yep. Okay. Greed. Mm-hmm. It was a crutch. Mm -hmm. Money was something he leaned on. Mm -hmm. Pride was something I leaned on mm -hmm. because it's how I covered up my insecurity. Mm -hmm. It's how I made myself feel better mm -hmm. about how I actually felt about myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, I think part of the beauty of a wilderness season, as hard as it is, it's designed to draw us near to him. Absolutely correct. And if there's something I lean on, yep. that creates distance between us. That's the wilderness right. is a place where he's going to, he's not just going to kill, he's going to burn up my crutches. That's right. <laughs> because I was created to rely yep. upon him. That's right. Not on money, not on happiness, yep. not on success. Yep. None of those things. Name any crutch you want to name. Yep. And what's a crutch? Anything you lean on instead of God. That's right. That's good. That's right. And the wilderness is a place where he takes us on a long walk. Long enough to where whatever the crutch is, That's it right. creates massive bruising and pain in our armpits. And he's looking work. at us the whole walk. That's right. We're just, yep, we're yep. doing <laughs> He's like, drop it already. <laughs> and the more stubborn we are, the more laughs we take uh, with the what crutches. A picture. What a picture. Yeah. And it, he's yeah. just looking at blood coming out from underneath my armpits, white knuckling my pride oh, or money, whatever the crutch. And he's like, oh, that's hilarious. I, Preston, I know the end from the beginning. Yep. And I'm still impressed you made it this long yeah, with these yeah, crutches. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you done yet? Yep. You done? Yep. No, it's true. Well, Lord, what am I, what am I going to, le I've leaned on this right. for the last 14 years of my life. Yeah, absolutely. This is all I know. What will I look like if yeah. I don't lean on this crutch? Yep. And he goes, dependent. Okay. You'll look dependent. I designed you that way. And this is a false sense of propping you up. Mm. Trust. crutches cannot exalt you son no they can that's what i do nah. crutches prop you up but i lift you up See, when your eyes go I like know. that i know you i you and then you tilt your head 100 percent. i only do it with you just stop and a few others that just i stop timmy 
But this is this is part of what he does. Preston, you're leaning on this. This is actually reducing the quality of your life. That's right. Absolutely correct. But Lord, I'm scared to let go of this crutch. Right. I, I know. Right. I know. Because your enemy has convinced you you can't live without these crutches. Right. Preston, look under your arms. You were not designed no, to weren't. have mm -mm. pain mm -mm. like that. Mm -mm. So let go and lean on me. Yeah. And that's why coming back to things to do in the wilderness, pray. Absolutely. Pray. Absolutely correct. I also think worship. You better. I, I mean, this is Paul and Silas. Oh, absolutely correct. Right here. I agree. You, you're going to go I absolutely agree. Yep. Okay. Well, I'm going to sing. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to lead myself yep. in worship. Yep. Absolutely. In the of correct. The absolutely. Yeah. Th that is something that I think we we dramatically overlook. Oh, absolutely. It's leading ourselves in worship yep. alone yep. with the Lord. Yeah, absolutely. Getting in the word, yep. of course. Yep. Feasting on that book. Yep. But I also think something we need to do in the wilderness uh, is be honest in our assessment. Agreed. The wilderness absolutely. is a wasted season if you don't come out understanding what was actually in. Yeah. And so... To me, but if I lie to me, one of the most dangerous things I can do with myself is lie to myself. That's absolutely correct. And I think, part, at least for me, I don't know if it's for everybody, every wilderness season I've ever gone through involved massive self-assessment. Oh, absolutely. With the Lord's involvement. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, no, no, no. You can't you do know, heart surgery on yourself. No, 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 no. no, no, no. He was like, let's look at this. Uh-huh, you know, uh -huh. Probably a better way to say it, us assessment. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> no, yes, And me Lord. having to be like, yes, Lord, you're right. All, <laughs> yep. all oh. we do is agree. Yes, sir. And that, that's what he yeah, wants. That's big facts. But we, I think one thing that would be great in the wilderness is just the sooner we can get to that honest place and mm -hmm. be like, you know what? Does it... I, it is gross. Yeah, it is. It's hideous. Yep. This is, Lord, yep. I can work with that person. That's exactly right. Because you're not hiding it from That's me exactly anymore. right. You're we honest about it. We both see it now. Right. We both see it now. Adam, where are you? Was a self-awareness question. Yep. Do you know where you are right yep. now? I already know, but do you? And the way you answered that question, a a Aiken was better poised mm. than Adam was. Adam couldn't even assess himself. At least Aiken was like, I know exactly what I did. <laughs> I sinned against the Lord. So I, no, I agree with you. Um, I've never come out of a, a wilderness season without being acutely aware yeah. of something that was in me that he did not want me to take for the rest of the journey. Isn't it funny that with crutches, we hobble but when we lean on the Lord, we limp. Like it, yeah. it, you don't sprint out of the wilderness. No, you I don't. Mean, we, we came out limping. Yeah, absolutely. Even though he healed me of some That's things right. in that wilderness. That's right. I still came out with a limp. That's right. <laughs> and it's the memory of the pride yep. and the nastiness. Yeah, absolutely. And what it brought and yeah. what it cost me. Yeah, absolutely. And what it ruined relationally. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I still walk with a, an, a heightened awareness. That limp reminds me, don't ever go back to that it trap. It keeps you humble. Don't ever go back to yeah, that trap. Yeah, bro. It keeps you so humble. There's like, there, there's no credit I can take or n no glory to be found in anything I'm doing when you remember where he brought you out of. Like when you remember that right. and you remember who you were and how you were acting and what you were doing and what crutches you were depending on, you come out on the other side, you don't look at other people and judge them. And you're like, nah, fam, you know, I, I can see what they did and that's unfortunate, but it's by the grace of God. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's a, it's a very humbling posture on the other side of the wilderness. You don't come out like, like the badge is not like, yeah. Right. No, crushed no, it. no, 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 no. You know no, what I no. mean? There's, there's nobody coming out of, you the know. The badge is a scar. It is. Of where my heart was healed. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, nobody goes through triple bypass surgery and gets out on the other side and like, yeah, boy. Right. They're like, I got a zipper for the rest of my life that reminds me I could have been dead, you know.
So I love yeah. it. I, I love the idea that some of God's best work doesn't happen in the plush suite or, you know, the, the mountaintop experiences. It's so reassuring to know that some of his best work, the Red Sea, some of his most famous work. Yep. Manna. Yeah. The quail. Yeah. Man, oh, absolutely. Go water coming out of a water rock. Water out of a rock. Oh, absolutely. There is beauty in the wilderness. Yeah. Oh, absolutely correct. And we cannot carry a distaste. Yeah. No, you can't. For a place that as, as difficult as it is, brings so much divine, so much of him into absolutely. our lives. How could I hate it there? And I don't want to go through it all. I mean, no, no, it, I'm not volunteering for I'm it. I'm not. I'm not. But if you lead me, I will follow. I will follow. Point blank, period. And if it's 40 days, yep. It's nine months. Yep. It's two years. Yep. The time is really irrelevant. Absolutely correct. What we do together, yep, while we're there, yep, is essential. Absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. Well, I hope that this, this conversation, especially if you're in the wilderness right now, I pray to God that this blessed you. And I'm, I'm telling you, the enemy would love to convince you this is going to last forever. And I don't know when your wilderness will be over. But I know. And I'm not going to speak to what happens on the other side because I'm not going to rah-rah you. I'm going to shoot straight with you. It's what we do. Mm-hmm. But I am going to tell you, there is some beauty around the corner, mm-hmm. even in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. There are miracles around the corner, even in the wilderness. Dare I say, especially in the wilderness. What happens in the wilderness and the pace at which it happens, in part, will be determined by your perspective of the wilderness. Don't hate it. We don't have to adore it, right? but we must not hate it. I cannot hate something that God leads me into for very specific purposes, and you shouldn't either. I want to pray over you as we wrap up our time. If you're in the wilderness right now, because we've been there, mm-hmm. most likely we'll go through another one or two yep. in our lives, uh, and it's okay, as mm-hmm. long as God's with me. Absolutely correct. That, that, that's all I ask. Yeah, for sure. Just, just be with just me. Just be with me. <laughs> I don't want to be in there by myself. <laughs> that's right. So let me pray over you. God, thank you so much for my brothers and my sisters who right now are going through a really difficult, painful wilderness. Yes, Lord. Where everything seems upside down and the enemy is trying to bombard them with memories of mistakes and that this is punishment. The Holy Spirit wasn't punishing Jesus by leading him into the wilderness. The Holy Spirit was doing a mighty, mighty work. Yes. And it was a big part of the work Jesus would do by the power of the Holy Spirit once he left the wilderness. So Holy Spirit, I pray you'd be so present right now. I pray you'd be tangibly present Mm -hmm. right now that they would just sense the way I did about six minutes into this conversation, you just rest. Would you rest on them, Holy Spirit? I pray for a measure of peace in this wilderness that everyone around them is not able to understand because it comes from the Prince of Peace. I pray for good rest as they use rocks as pillows. Yes. I pray that when they wake up in the mornings, that they would hear you whispering, not screaming, whispering. Your number one reason for whispering is the hearer always has to draw close to the speaker. Holy Spirit, I pray crutches would be burned up. Mm -hmm. I pray that 
the mirror that God sets in front of my brothers and sisters would be crystal clear. Yes, Lord. And as painful as it might be to look at a few of these things, God's not disgusted. Mm. He is present. Mm -hmm. Yes, he hates my sin. But do not get it twisted. He does not hate me. And he does not hate you. There's just something he's trying to do in you and some things he's trying to get out of you. So Holy Spirit, would you help my brothers and sisters steward their time in this wilderness? In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We love you so much. Yeah, we do. And I love you. It was, I love you. It's just good to sit back down together. Oh, I, dude. The reunion. It's and now we're now we're gonna go break bread and and do it off camera for twice as long as we did on camera. <laughs> That's exactly. <laughs> we'll do the same thing. <laughs> yeah. It's only louder, more tears. That's exactly right. And food. And food. That's this the only that. difference. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. They'll get it one day. They will. I hope they all get it. Well, we love you so much. Thanks for spending some time with us, Timmy. Thanks for doing this again. I love you. We'll see you next week. Love you. <laughs>